A reading from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double from all her sins. A voice cries out, In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain. The rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all the people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In today's first reading, God comes to Isaiah and says to Isaiah, Comfort my people. Speak tenderly to my people. Tell my people that they are to prepare a way, prepare a path to return to their promised land, to return to me, their father. No mountain will keep them from this promised land. No valley Every mountain will be brought low. Every valley will be filled in. What is Isaiah speaking about? What mountain, what valley is he speaking of? Why do Isaiah's people need comforting? To understand that, you need to go back a thousand years before Isaiah. A thousand years before Isaiah, the Israelite people had been enslaved by the Egyptians in Egypt for over 400 years. Can you imagine being enslaved, your people being enslaved for 400 years? I bet we can't even imagine what that's like, being enslaved for 400 years. In the early 1960s, a study was done, a psychological study, where they took these dogs and they placed them in these four panels, there were these four panels that the dog could sit or stand on. And these panels, you could shock the panels in such a way that wouldn't hurt the dog. It would just make them uncomfortable, uncomfortable enough to move to one of the other panels. And they found that they could sort of train the dog to jump from one panel to the other in whatever pattern they liked based on when they shocked the panels. At one point, they shocked all four panels. And the dog jumped from one panel to the other and kept getting shocked. And after just a moment or two, they lay down and moaned. They had given up. Psychologists call this learned helplessness or learned hopelessness. That they learn, the dogs learn, and we learn too how to be hopeless. We learn that no matter where we go, what step we take, there's going to be pain. And it's no use even trying. I imagine those Israelites, 400 years of slavery in Egypt, experiencing that learned hopelessness. And so when the time finally came, when God told Moses to tell the people, Your time has arrived. It's time to go and enter into your promised land. 
to leave slavery and enter into your promised land, the people were hesitant because they had learned hopelessness. They had given up hope. Moses had to sort of push them a bit, push them out of slavery. Moses had to tell them, turn away from your hopelessness and take that step of hope. Take the step of hope again. And when they did, they stepped into the Red Sea. And we know what happened after that. The Red Sea parted. God said there's not going to be any sea or any river or any mountain or any valley that's going to keep you from your promised land. The people in the desert got frightened in the night and God sent a fiery column in the sky. The people got lost in the desert during the day and God sent a holy cloud to lead them on their way. The people got hungry. God sent manna from the sky. They got thirsty and God had water shoot from rock. Nothing was going to keep them from their promised land. Nothing would keep them from their promised land. All they had to do was forsake their learned hopelessness and take that step of hope. Well, now we fast forward a thousand years. There were a thousand years in, in that desert. At the end of that, in the end of that trip, there were 40 years journeying in the desert. They had one final test, and that was to get across the Jordan River and enter into the promised land. And once again, they were hesitant. This time, God sent the prophet Joshua, and Joshua told them to forsake their hopelessness and step into the river, step into the Jordan River. And when they did, the book of Joshua tells us, the river Jordan turned back its course, and they walked across dry land into the Holy Land. They were there for a thousand years, in Israel for a thousand years, and then calamity struck again. The Babylonians came in, invaded Israel, and took away the Israelites to Babylon. Once again, they were enslaved in a foreign land. Once again, they learned hopelessness. One of the most heartbreaking Psalms is Psalm 137. It says this, it says, When they asked us for a song from our homeland, we hung up our harps on the willows by the rivers of Babylon. Because how could we sing a song of our homeland in a foreign land? They had given up hope. And this time it was Isaiah. And we heard his words in the first reading today. Isaiah said, Every valley will be full. Every mountain will be brought low. Nothing will keep you from your promised land. And they took that step of faith and hope again. They took that step of hope. The Persians came in and invaded Babylon. They let the Israelites free. The Israelites returned to their homeland. They made that journey back. They returned to their homeland and began to build the second temple in Jerusalem. But it was all because they'd forsaken that hopelessness and taken that step of hope. Another 500 years, now we have John the Baptist God tells John the Baptist to comfort his people. This time it was the Romans. They didn't leave their homeland, but they were occupied by the Romans. So once again, they started feeling hopeless again. 
And sad to say, it wasn't just the Romans. It was actually the leaders of their own faith. The leaders of their own faith, the Pharisees, had woven a, a, a web of rules about how to be holy. Rules and stipulations that, that were so complicated that it was no way for them to get past these rules and to be close to God again. So the Romans and even the Pharisees had left them with this sense of learned hopelessness again. And God sent John the Baptist. John the Baptist said, step into that river, Jordan. Step back into hope. The Gospels say that John the Baptist said, repent and be baptized. When we hear that word repent, we think that we should just be sorry for our sins, but it actually means something much bigger than that. The word is metanoia. Metanoia means a complete transformation of the way that you think. John the Baptist is saying you have to think in an entirely different way. You have to let go of all of that hopelessness and step into the river of hope. Step into the Jordan River of hope. And they did, and Jesus came. Fast forward again, 2,000 years. And you and I, we have our days. We have our days when we experience learned hopelessness. We have our days, every single one of us has our days when, when we feel like no matter where we step, there's going to be pain. No matter which way we go, we're going to have pain. We learn hopelessness. And so God sends the strangest prophet of all, the prophet Thibodeau. And the prophet Thibodeau is told by God, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to my people. And tell them that there is no river, no mountain, no valley that will keep you from your promised land. We all have our, our mountains of problems, our rivers of pain, our valley of desolation. And God says, I'm going to wipe them all away. And you're going to enter into the promised land again. But you have to forsake your hopelessness. And you have to take that step of hope. Step into the river of hope. God will do the rest. Like a shepherd with a young sheep, God will lead us to our promised land.